three, two, one. Welcome back to the Bushnell Project. John Bushnell here. And we're continuing through this Advent season with this O Come, O Come, Emmanuel by Jonathan Gibson from Crossway Books that he published this year. And I'm going to do one a day except for on the weekend, although the book has one for every day of the week. So you'll have to get the book to get the others. But we're on December 4th or whenever you listen to this, it may be way different than December 4th. But some reflections here from an old Puritan, Tom Thomas Watson. Uh, says this, he was, he was poor that he might make us rich. He was born of a virgin that we might be born of God. He took our flesh that he might give us his spirit. He lay in the manger that we might lie in paradise. He came down from heaven that he might bring us to heaven. That the ancient of days should be born. That he who thunders in the heavens should cry in the cradle. That he who rules the stars should suck the breast that a virgin should conceive, that Christ should be made of a woman, and of that woman which himself he himself made, that the branch should bear the vine, that the mother should be younger than the child she bore, and the child in the womb bigger than the mother, that the human nature should not be God, yet one with God. This was not only amazing, but miraculous again Thomas Watson lived in the 1600s I think he died in 1686 so a reading from Psalm 99 verses 1 through 3 the Lord reigns let the peoples tremble he sits enthroned upon the cherubim let the earth quake the Lord is great in Zion he is exalted over all the peoples let them praise your great and awesome name Holy is He. So God is God is good as we think of the birth of Christ and just that miracle that it's hard to say it any better than Watson said it. Uh, so we, I won't try to, I won't try to add to it. But let's look at First uh, John four, First John chapter four, verses seven through eleven. Beloved. Let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent His only Son into the world so that we might live through Him. And this is love, not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So for us to just ponder the greatness of God, the greatness of God's love, to be more and more in God's word, this is where we find these things. Like So for instance, Romans 8, 31 through 34. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is, it, who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, he was raised. Who is at the right hand of God? 
who indeed is interceding for us. Again, Romans 8, 31 through 34. <clears throat> so, glory to God, right? And then we have uh, the cat. We're trying to do a catechism. This is from the Heidelberg Catechism. How do you come to know this? Meaning, how do you come to know who this person that can pay the price for our sin, right? It says, the answer is the Holy Gospel tells me. God himself began to reveal the gospel already in paradise. Later, he proclaimed it by the holy patriarchs and prophets and foreshadowed it by the, sac by the sacrifices and other ceremonies of the law. And finally, he fulfilled it through his own beloved son. So that's, you know, it, the, the scriptures were written over thousands of, of years by many, many different authors. And yet they all are in line and in tune with the coming Messiah. And then we have the whole New Testament telling us of Christ Jesus or Jesus the Christ. So today, if you want to read Psalm 2, meditate on that. And I want to read in closing uh, this prayer by John Calvin. And then I'll read Jude verses 24 and 25. It says this. This is from John Calvin. It's a prayer. Grant, Almighty God, that as you have stretched forth your helping hand to us by your only begotten Son, not only binding yourself to us by an oath, but even sealing your eternal covenant by the blood of the same, your Son, grant that we, in turn, may keep our faith toward you so that we preserve in the undefiled worship of your name till we attain unto the reward of our faith in your heavenly kingdom through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. So God is doing a great work in us and, and we see there from the Frenchman who had to flee to Geneva, Switzerland because of his faith <clears throat> writing there so articulately writing or praying to God in such a manner to help us really recognize the incredible miracle and love that God has for us, his children. Jude 24 and 25 says this, Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory majesty, dominion, and authority before all time and now forever. Amen. So as you go about your day today, don't, uh, you know, we think about all the things that the holidays, all the trappings of the holidays, and without what Jesus did on the cross, without what, what God and the God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Spirit did in the whole bringing about Jesus as a baby on that first Christmas morning, what would we have today? We would, we would literally, we would have nothing. And so it has nothing to do with Santa Claus or Christmas trees or any of that, is that but is that this great God brought into this world at a very dark time, a light. And that light is Jesus Christ. And we are to reflect 
that light through our lives and our attitudes and our actions and how we love one another. So go and do that. Be light today. God bless you. Talk to you soon.